let me give you just a little bit of a warning up front. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Today's program has been building up inside of me for a number of days. I wanted to talk about these particular issues for a while, but it just didn't seem that the time was right. But today, as I come to this microphone, I'm putting you on notice. Today, I'm going to be dealing with some spiritual and churchy buffoonery. COVID-19! COVID-19! I'm blown! The wind of God! The wind of God! On you. On you. You are destroyed forever. You are are destroyed forever. forever. And you'll never be back. And you'll you'll never never be back. And now here we are 18 months later, and we're still dealing with uh, COVID-19. Spiritual buffoonery. I've been thinking about this for several days. I wanted to get into it a bit yesterday on the program, even on Wednesday and Tuesday. I just didn't feel ready to say the things that need to be said. But today I do. Today, after looking at some videos and things that people have sent me over the weeks, one in particular I saw earlier this past week, I started thinking and I started praying. I started looking in God's word to get some actual answers to help you in this very troublesome time. There's no doubt these past 18, 19 months now, I mean, we're, we're looking at literally 21, 22 months since we first heard about this pandemic. We've had our lockdowns, we've had our shutdowns, we've had our social distancing, our face mask, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We've had every spiritual charlatan on radio and television trying to cash in on a pandemic. And I'm going, Lord, what is wrong with the church in America? Why why is the church in America so gullible, so ready to, to listen to any wind of doctrine? That's the only way I can put it. Any little new nuance and wind of doctrine. Because people want to have some kind of of an inside knowledge. They want to know something that somebody else doesn't know. Yet I go to God's word and there's some very clear verses regarding all of these topics. Number one, the first thing that comes to mind are these words you find like 365 times in the Bible. Fear not. Fear not. Yet it's because of fear people are going to the buffoons of the faith to get their information, to buy some kind of super deluxe vitamin supplement to save you from COVID, from these charlatan preachers. I've had just about all I can stand of the nonsense. There are some serious things that we as individuals and people and people of faith that we need to understand and know about all of this. But some of the stuff that is out there is frankly insane. It is garbage. It is insanity. 
It is the word that keeps coming to my mind, buffoonery of the highest order. What started this entire process with me this week was a video. And I'm not going to share any of it today. I just don't feel I don't want to hear it. I just don't. But I, I watched it twice from beginning to end. And it was a husband and wife that had concluded, conclusively, I might add, that the vaccines, like from Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, and et al., they concluded beyond the shadow of a doubt that these vaccines, whether you knew it or not, I mean, this is all news to you. I mean, aren't you so glad you put on this video to find out these vaccines are actually the mark of the beast? And, and they played on this video some church people. I think I mentioned this yesterday as I finished the program for yesterday. They played some of these Christian leaders you find here in the United States on your television and radio and videos and what have you. Some that were saying it is not. Of course, some of the ones that they used to say it is not are some people that I truly have a high level of distrust to begin with. Some of them are, are mega church pastors and, and they're prosperity gospel types and what have you. And so I, I kind of take much of what those individuals generally say with caution, extreme caution. Then they had a another group in the second half of this particular 27-minute video. And I recognized some of the players right away. And once I saw the first one, I, I felt a great sigh of relief because this was an individual that multiple times has made many predictions, none of which have ever come true. When people start their ministry and career selling a Y2K book, saying that it's Judgment Day 2000, be prepared, buy a generator, buy food, do this, do that, do the other. This is the end of time and the mark of the beast. That was back in the 1990s. And of course, when, when New Year's Eve 1999 rolled around, I can remember my late wife and I were up late that night to welcome in the new year watching the TV. And of course, all the predictions of the lights going out, the gas pumps shutting off, airplanes falling out of the sky, <laughs> everything that all these people predicted as they sold you their book and supplies and everything else, Around 12.30, we turned off the TV set, went to bed, got up the next day, and continued on doing the things we had been doing. At that time, I was the pastor of a church. And I just wanted to be up because it, you know, it is the beginning of, quote, the new millennium, actually technically you know, 2001, but still, we wanted to be up. We didn't go out anywhere because we just don't. I didn't. That was something, that, something we just didn't do. And I thought to myself when I got up the next day, how are these people going to reinvent themselves now after all of this? 
They've just embarrassed themselves. I, I can remember some secular talk show hosts that are listened to by, and, and don't take this the wrong way, please, because I, I believe in being prepared. But they were preying on the fears of preppers and, and those that have a distrust for government, which I think if you are a reasonable person, you should have a, a good, strong level of distrust. Unfortunately, in the world in which we live in today, and I wondered, how are these people that had just sold thousands of copies of their books and their stuff, how are they going to reinvent themselves? And amazingly, within a year or two, they had. They, they just reinvented themselves and went on to the next problem. And then, of course, they, they had a lot to, to say after the events of 9-11, and that was going to be the new beginning of the end and the seven-year tribulation, et cetera, et cetera, and it goes on and on and on. And, and, and over and over, we see this class of buffoons take a current event, milk it for all it's worth, ask you to finance their wonderful lifestyles and ministries, and people fall for it. And the reason I think that so many people fall for it is because they're looking for knowledge. They want to have something that somebody else doesn't have. They, they want to have this, I know something that you don't know syndrome. And so that's how we end up with people now saying the vaccine is the mark of the beast. And, and I wrestled with this for two days saying, Lord, give me the words, show me the scripture Make it simple, Lord, if you can, so people will understand this. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is when Jesus is talking to his own disciples. And we find this in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 23. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is the Christ, or there, believe it not. Believe it not. See, the day is going to come that everybody's saying, oh, look, there it is. Here it is. Believe it not. Believe it not. The New American Standard Bible, it's clear there too. That if anyone says to you, behold, here's the Christ, or he's over here, or he's over there, go to the mountains, go to this, go to that. Don't, don't buy into it. Yet so many in, a, in, in the United States in particular, we're, we're the worst case in this country. And I'm sure you find it with some groups in Canada, United Kingdom, Australia. I get it. But the United States has had way more than its share of people that practice the art of simiism. Let me say that to you again, simiism. If you go to the to the book of Acts. And I just want to just kind of give you some, some ground rules here from the scripture. And when you hear this, I want, it, I want you to take it to heart to inwardly digest these words from the Bible. In the book of Acts, chapter eight, beginning at verse nine, there's this account of Simon the sorcerer Okay, Simon the Sorcerer. You may remember this if you've read the book of Acts. And here's what it says. 
But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving that himself was some great one. In other words, I am a magician, I've got power, I'm a sorcerer, I have power over you. Look at all the tricks that I can do. And everybody gave him heed. And many said that he was he had he was a great man and had the power of God. And, and to him they had regard because that of a long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed Philip, preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, this is verse 12, and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. In other words, Simon the sorcerer became, as he claimed, a believer and began to follow around with Philip. And he looked at all these signs and miracles. And when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. I'll talk about that in a few minutes here. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus then laid their hands upon them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, here's where it all fell apart. He offered them money. See, when Simon saw this power of the Holy Ghost, he offered them money saying, give me this power that on whomsoever I lay my hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. Verse 20. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast taught that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent for of this thy wickedness and pray God if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Then answered Simon and said, Pray ye to the Lord for me that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. When they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. I learned before I was ordained into the ministry a term called simiism. Those that want to buy the power of the office of a presbyter, a church leader, an apostle, whatever, And they want to buy this power to use this power. See, for Simon or Simeon, you know, this is what we call Simeonism, Simon the sorcerer saw this power and he's thinking to himself, you know, if I just had this Holy Ghost power, 
and I'm to go from town to town performing these miracles, think of how much money I could make. This, my friends, is spiritual buffoonery. And if you don't think it's not alive and well today, just put on a Christian television station. Not all, but some Christian radio stations and podcasts and videos that are out there. They want you to believe that they have a power which you do not have. How many of them do that? How many of them? I can think of people like Robert Tilton. Remember him? One of those phonies and frauds of the faith that lived a very opulent lifestyle telling people they must sow seeds of money in his ministry and then they too can become wealthy. Remember, I'm just getting started here because we have, <laughs> I still have some of the people that are taking advantage of this pandemic to this day and they keep reinventing the stuff that they're marketing to you. Also some bad theology. Now I want to address that. For any of you that think that the vaccine is the mark of the beast, we're going to cover that. And I want you to understand something. God is not wanting you to think that you have to pass some written final exam on every little bit of doctrine and knowledge from the scripture. When you look at what happened, look at what happened in the book of Acts. There were unclean spirits crying out at that time. People were sick and they were ill. They were lame and they were healed in the power of the name of Jesus by people that were filled with the Holy Spirit. And how much money did the apostles make? Did they have great crusades and people coming in and and leaving offering baskets full of money and gold and silver? Of course not. They were itinerant preachers. They felt the call of God on them to do what God gave to them. And now we have this class of Americanized preachers that are preaching a false, heretical, prosperity gospel. Name it and claim it. All you have to do is say, Lord, I I need a new car. Lord, I I want a bigger house. Lord, I want this. And and all you have to do is send this preacher some money as your seed of faith, and somehow all these wonderful things that your heart desires will just be magically dropped out of the sky to you. I I watched many a, a TV program over the years with some of these preachers and and the miracles they were supposedly doing, only to find out how many of them were staged, fake, phony, fraud. And, and I, for a, a period of time in my life, and I want to share this, you need to hear this. This may be a great help to somebody today. And what restored me in my belief in the Lord Jesus Christ When I was much younger, just starting out my career in broadcasting, and I've shared this story. My my goal when I was like 16 
was, yeah, I'm going to become a chief engineer. I'm also going to be a great you know, top 40 disc jockey, and I'm going to be up and down the dial, and I'm going to be famous. This is what I wanted to do. I mean, I was 16. What do you expect? And I started my career at a local top 40 radio station. And when, it, when the time came and I'd graduated high school to go on to a tech school, I went to one in Ohio. And in order to, you know, put food on my little table and keep gas in my little car and pay my little tuition bill, I needed to have a little job. And of course, I wanted one in radio if it was possible. And I did. I found a radio station not far from where I was living. I lived in Cuyahoga Falls, and I went to work for a radio station in another town. And, and the best way to describe it, and, and I, I want to be charitable as best that I can be, but it was the beginning of some real spiritual questioning on my part. I went to work for this, this radio station. And it played some of the, you know, more traditional Christian music part of the time. But most of the time was back-to-back paid programming. In other words, ministries, many of which some of the people are still around today. They were in their younger days. And then they wanted you to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They wanted you to have this. They wanted you to have prosperity. And what they wanted you to do was send the money. And you too could, you know, buy, buy my book and you'll have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But see, without my book, without my book, you'll never get it. And I started hearing all kinds of what I now look back at as spiritual buffoonery, taking advantage of individuals whose hearts are in the right place, but they are so living in fear, and they want to have something that nobody else has. They're insecure. So they, they follow these, these preachers and so-called teachers like puppy dogs, and they live off every word these preachers say, but they don't spend enough time in God's word themselves. They listen more to the preacher and not to what the Bible has already clearly identified. You know, when Jesus was talking to his disciples, he's letting them know the times and the seasons of his return. He's being very clear. The things you will see happening. And now we have this new class of people and buffoons saying, the vaccine is the mark of the beast. Well, if you're a regular listener to this program, you know my hesitation about these new technology vaccines and the dangers they may present to some people's health, and also how they're being used by outside organizations and governments and despots and tyrants to have more control over every aspect of your life and my life and the life of those on the planet. That's the real danger. It's the beginning of government control. And so let's kind of do a quick little simple timeline just of what to expect. We've heard about the Antichrist. You'll find him in Revelation. You'll find other references across the scripture. So let's start and understand that the Antichrist will come. But the Bible also clearly states, and sometimes we forget this, 
that the spirit of Antichrist is already here. It's not something coming way down the road in the distance. The spirit of Antichrist is already here. It was already here when the apostles met Simeon, the sorcerer, in the first century. The spirit of Antichrist was already here. The spirit of Antichrist has reared its ugly head over the centuries time and time again. But see, the one thing that's missing, the one thing that's missing, and then I'll explain what I really believe is, is happening with everything right now. And I hope to give you some confidence. And I'm hope. I'm hoping to get you back into God's word with God's people and leave these fakes, phonies, frauds, and moneymakers and simians behind. You're going to have to. Because I do believe we're coming into a time of terrible tribulation. Is it the great tribulation? I would never dare say. I don't know. And anybody says, I know that it is going to be this well, then they're, they're, they're lying to you because no man knows the day or the hour. You know, it's like, yeah, we don't know when he's coming, but we know that he's coming next week. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is the kind of what I call spiritual buffoonery that is out there today. The Bible says he's going to come like a thief in the night. And no man will know the day or the hour. Jesus himself says, only the Father knows, not even I nor the angels of heaven know the day of my arrival. So anybody that's on your radio, your TV, or a podcast, or a Christian TV station, that's saying otherwise, they're not telling you the truth. And, and see, here's, here's the real danger. The more you chase after when the Antichrist is going to be here, or is this the mark, when you're chasing all of this stuff, you're not doing the work that God laid upon you to get done for the work of his kingdom. You play right into Satan's hand. You're so busy worrying about you and your house and your problems and your needs, and looking at this horrible world around us, and you're doing nothing to share the good news of Jesus Christ, except sending these clowns money to keep them doing what they do. You know, I, I started out with that little clip from Kenneth Copeland. I remember seeing it. I was doing emergency management work. This is probably in maybe late March, early April of last year, 2020. And, I, and someone said, you got to see this. I looked at it, and I'm, I'm just shocked. I'm going, you got to be kidding. There he is with his associate pastors of his church in this empty auditorium, and he's saying, COVID-19, you're gone. You're never coming back. It's all over, folks. Send me your tithes and offerings. I remember him saying that. During this pandemic now, don't forget to send, you, send your, your money to me. Well, are you giving your tithes and offerings if that's what you believe you're called to do to your local congregation? Are you spreading the gospel in your local community? Are you supporting those that are taking the gospel beyond your community? Or are you sending it to these people who live their opulent lifestyles and they fly around in their private jets and they try to justify them for some pretty strange reasons. So we, we ha and, and this was such a good illustration, I just, <laughs> the, the Lord impressed me. 
that's why we're on that airplane. We can talk to oh, God. Glory we to can, God. We, it's true. We, it, it's, when I was flying for Oral Roberts, the, uh, Brother Deweese, my, my mm-hmm. boss on the airplane, he said, now, Kenneth, this is sanctuary. It protects the anointing on, on uh, uh, Brother, Brother Roberts. And he said, you keep your mouth shut. Don't talk to him unless he talks. Because when he's on a meeting, he doesn't talk to anybody but God. Now, Oral used to fly airlines. Right. But it, even back mm-hmm. there then, man, mm-hmm. it, it got to the place where it was agitating his spirit, sure. people coming up to him. He right. had become famous, and they wanted him to pray for him and right. all that. You, you, can't, you, you can't manage that today, right. the, this dope-filled world, right. and get in, an air, get in a long tube with a bunch of demons. Right, that's exactly the And it, it's deadly. And and it works on your heart. It really does. Now now here's my, my my big problem with what we just heard. It's not like they don't have private jets. They just want bigger and better private jets. <laughs> Jesse Duplantis, in particular, that's the other voice, along with Ken Copeland, was going. God came to me and said, "You like your jet? How would you like a bigger jet?" So ask your people to buy you a bigger jet. That is the greatest nonsense I've ever heard. If that is what they spend a program doing to raise money to buy a Gulfstream jet because they don't like the one they currently have, there's nothing wrong with it. Three times over the past, oh, 14 months, I've had to travel in the midst of this pandemic and I had to fly. And yes, I had to wear a face covering. And yes, I had to wait in airports and I had to do all that goes with it. And it was all for ministry. I never thought that I'd be asking God to have me a private jet to make those trips. I flew coach. I can remember one time flying. I'm trying to be very careful how I say this. With one of these preachers you may find on the internet used to be on radio and there were two of these well-known preachers flying together along with some of their staff and and I was on this trip this is years ago and we're all sitting back there in steerage or coach and those two are up there in first class it wasn't like it's a 12-hour flight it's like about a two-hour flight But they were chatting about the things that they do in their ministries up there in first class while the rest of us were back there in steerage. And it bothered me at the time. And this is not a case where, if you remember, Judas was complaining when this woman took this expensive perfume and and laid it upon Jesus' feet and hair, and he's saying, hey, we could use the money for other things. In this case, Judas's heart was already seared, already corrupted. He really didn't care about the money for the ministry. He just wanted the money. I see a lot of this, and I see so many people struggling to get by in their lives, hoping for some miracle and breakthrough that if I just give another $50 to this guy or 100 to that one and sow my seeds here and there, it'll all come together. Jesus Christ is your solid rock. He is the foundation. He is the author and he's the finisher of your faith. 
You don't have to pass an exam. You don't have to have a degree in Bible prophecy to figure all the important things you as a Christian need to know. It is good, as St. Paul reminds Timothy, to read and learn and be approved in your studies. Nothing wrong with that. But to believe some of the stuff that you're being told by these buffoons is not helping the cause of Christ. I got a lot more to say about this. And as I said, here's one thing to keep in the back of your mind as we go to to our break. And I don't want you to forget this. Do you truly believe in your eschatology understanding of end times? Just some basic stuff here. Nothing theologically deep at all. Do you believe for one moment that the mark of the beast will simply just slip in and people will accidentally take you without realizing what they've done, especially a Christian. Remember with the vaccines, and this is what, what, where this argument that I'm hearing from these buffoons saying, oh, it's the mark, it's the mark, it's the mark. I didn't believe it till now, but it's the mark. People were getting these vaccines in December of last year. Nobody back then talked about vaccine passports, buying and selling or any of it. Nothing was said. And so we went from December into January, into February, into March. And then you started hearing people saying, you know, if we don't get enough people vaccinated, maybe we need to, you know, separate people. And and in some states in this country, in some nations that went berserk and insane, trying to get everybody vaccinated because they're living in fear. Plus you have other groups, and I don't mind saying it. Well, I'll I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll get to that after the break. There's some things you really need to understand. We're running a little bit late. But trust me, it's going to be worth your time to stay with the program today. If you believe in what we're doing, and I'm not paid, just so you know, and I'm not trying to buy a jet or anything like that, just trying to buy airtime to keep this message going. Our mailing address over the next many months while we are traveling and working on expanding shortwave, I'm using my technical talents in that area, is Truth to Ponder, and it's 5753. That's 5753 Highway 85 North. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248 that's Crestview, one word, Crestview, Florida, 32536. One more time, Truth to Ponder, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida, 32536. If you're writing a check, make it payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And the funds we receive are only to keep this program on the air. By the way, I'll wait till after the break. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The from of your calling. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now in Hebrews 3, it's written... 
you are partakers of a heavenly calling. Now, if you're saved, you definitely have a calling, a high calling in your life. Now, we often forget, though, that a calling has two parts. It's not just going to something, but you have to be going from something else. You can't have a to without a from. You can't have a calling to without a calling from. You can't move to something without moving away from something else. Now, you can't always see where you're going to end up in your calling, but you can see right away what you need to move from. You can't get to the finish line of your calling right away, but you can move away from the starting line right now. Set your heart on moving away, away from that which you have to move away from. Be moved away from that. What is it that your call is moving you away from? What is it? It's that which hinders your call. That's what your call is moving you away from. Start moving away from that which is hindering your call and you'll move towards the goal. You want to become pure? Well, start moving away from the impurity in your life right now. You want to become the most loving person? Well, you're not there yet, but you can start moving away from the unlovingness in your life right now. You want to become the most holy vessel for God? Well, that's great, but start right now by moving away from that which is unholy. See, the Lord has a great calling in your life. You're called to glory. That's the two of your call. But the glory starts not where you're going to, you're not there yet, but where you're coming from. So start today. You start with the from of your calling and God will take care of the two of your calling. Ask for the heavenly calling. Now, the free gift for you. The mystery of the temple doors, you'll love it, and sapphires with the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus, special teachings, updates on Israel, world events and prophecy, and the secrets of strength and victory for every day of your life. So how do you get this all free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1, and you will be blessed, my friend, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, you might join me. In bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and all the unreached peoples, all the lost peoples in five continents, over a billion people. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll have a great part in the end time harvest. And that's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Now you can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy, box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy, 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, walk to your calling and leave right now what you need to leave behind so you can get to where God wants you. Peace be to you, my friend and Messiah, or Haolam, the light of the world. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Sometimes the lessons learned in your youth in a church that is grounded on the Word of God stay with you for a lifetime. Let me say that again. Sometimes the things we learned in a, in a Bible-based church that preach the uncompromised Word of God stay with you for a lifetime. I want to get back to what I was talking about in the first segment of the program today, and I want to just put all this to rest. I want to help you out here. I don't want you living in some kind of a fear about this world, and and is, is this the mark of the beast, or is here the Christ, there the Christ, and all the stuff that goes on. I want you to get beyond that. You have to get beyond that. What we talked about in the first segment, simiism, or this Simon the Sorcerer, trying to buy the power to make money. Unfortunately, the airwaves and the internet are full of those kind of preachers and so-called fake teachers. 
They have every new little wind of doctrine and everybody just rushes to them to hear everything they have to say. There's nothing I'm ever going to tell you that's going to be some super deluxe revelation that only you can get from the Truth to Ponder radio program. Everything I share with you, you can find for yourself. All I try to do in this program is put it together in such a way as to make it understandable to you, to help you, to encourage you in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Very quickly, like I said, when I worked at this one Christian radio station way back when I was in school in Ohio, it tainted me for a while because I started listening to all these strange teachings that didn't sit right with me at all. Something felt wrong. Yet it was also a time in my life that I'm I'm trying to seek more about my Lord. I want to know more about Him and this faith that I have. When I moved on to a different college, St. John's University in New York, I started attending the old church of my youth in Long Island. But there was a small group in that church that had kind of broken away, and they were meeting on Wednesday nights. And they were starting to get into some very unusual teachings, which I found fascinating at the time, of course. And I can remember for me, when I'd finally had enough. I went to this one weekend retreat somewhere out in Eastern Long Island. And they had some missionary there in this special word of faith kind of place. And he's talking about being in the, in the darkest regions of Africa. I'll never forget this. And he's talking about he's out there in the darkest regions of Africa and he's confronted out there in the jungle by this man-eating lion. And he's about to be devoured by this, this monstrous lion. And he reaches his hands to heaven and he goes and he calls on the name of God to save him. And he said, I was instantly transported thousands of miles away. And I listen to this and the people around me are just nodding their heads and they're eating it up. Now, don't get me wrong. God can perform miracles, but there was just something about what he said, the way he said it, that just did not ring true for me. It just didn't. Something about it seemed thoroughly wrong. And for a while, for a while, my experience with this one Christian radio station and now this and going on in my career, it tainted me for a number of years to religious programming entirely. I realized there are a bunch of charlatans, a bunch of fakes, a bunch of frauds, and something in my spirit, I look back now and I recognize because I had been grounded in the word of God, none of what I was hearing was ringing true. And I hear it today even more so. It's really loud today. Remember, I, I said at the beginning of this program, the spirit of Antichrist has been with us since the beginning of the church way back on Pentecost. The spirit of Antichrist has been walking on this earth all this time. And the Antichrist does what the Antichrist will do. It is a pattern. It is what it is. And so to see something like the vaccine being used as a precursor or a type of the mark, to see how many people are gullible, 
to see how many people value their substance over their faith, well, that makes total sense. But see, here's the problem. As you read Revelation, without, I'm not going to read it all right now, but just think about this. The man of perdition, the Antichrist, will have already appeared. He'll have power. People will be worshiping this individual, this person, this Antichrist. It'll be a religion. And those people will willingly take this mark so they can buy, sell, and be prosperous. And Christians, if they are grounded in God's word, even if they're new in Christ and they are given the Holy Spirit, they will discern immediately what this is. They won't have to wait for somebody on television or on the radio or on the internet tomorrow saying, oh, hey, 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 here, this is the, this is the mark. You'll know it. You will absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, no reservation, you will know what it is when it comes. It's not going to sneak in there in, a, in the Excelsior passport in New York. It's not going to be a green pass in Israel. It's not going to be any of that being the actual mark of the beast. But it will show you, it'll demonstrate to you how something like this could actually occur. I always wondered, in my mind, how would people ever fall for this? Well, if they value their life, their job, their possessions, their ability to eat, and everything else that goes with it, yeah, they'll fall for it. They'll fall for it. Willingly fall for it. People of marginal faith, and I'm going to use that term sparingly, or just kind of follow me on this, what I call the cultural Christian will make a decision. I'd rather, I'd rather have food on the table and, uh, you know, I don't care. I'm just going to follow knowing in your heart that you're just trying to preserve this life. And yet those in Christ, and this is where maybe the, our eschatologies may part. I know many of this audience are believers in a pre tribulation rapture. I am not one of them, but I'm not going to ridicule you if you believe otherwise. I wish it were so. Wouldn't that be wonderful that when that time comes, I never have to worry about the mark because we're not here. So those that are saying that it is, you know, number one, if you're pre-trib rapture, then this couldn't be anyway. What I'm trying to tell you is don't fall for every wind of doctrine. Every little nuance, everything that some person tells you, go back to what the word of God says. Listen, World Economic Forum, there is this billionaire class that wants to literally rule the world. That's Satan's methodology. It's nothing new. What did the psalmist say? There's nothing new under the sun. All of this is what the Antichrist does. And we're just getting an opportunity to see with our own eyes what it would look like and how people would, would rush and do it. Look at the percentage of people that would do this, take a, this vaccine just to get that passport to go back to a ball game, to go to a restaurant or to some other venue. I'm trying to give you some hope and confidence 
Because see, as a Christian, the Bible tells us over and over and over again to fear not, yet you're living in fear when you listen to these people and now you're crying out in agony, oh, it's the mark. Don't listen to the buffoon class of people on the internet, on radio and television looking for support from you to continue passing on this spiritual nonsense. It will be so evidentially clear that everybody will know what they're doing. It won't be snuck in. Oh, I accidentally got the mark. I'm condemned for eternity to burn. It's like the sin of the Holy Ghost. I remember somebody pointed this out. He said, if you ever worry about having committed the sin against the Holy Ghost, you didn't do it. I want you to start thinking with confidence, true confidence in the settled work of the cross, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Faith is really very simple. The apostles shared the good news. They received the message They were baptized and given the Holy Ghost. Simple stuff. Yet we make it so complicated. We try to have all these nuances and winds of doctrine. And we're seeking out all these preachers to give us specialized knowledge that nobody else has. This is not not the pattern of the New Testament church. They expected persecution. They even expected martyrdom. They expected to give their life for the cause of Christ, knowing, knowing full well the crowns they receive in glory. Stop listening. Stop living in fear. Stop trying to figure out when Jesus is coming. You'll know the signs will be everywhere. There'll be no doubt. There'll be no doubt when, quote, the B system is here and people are worshiping this miracle worker. We haven't gotten to that point yet. We could. It could be next week. It could be a century from now. I don't know when it's going to be. And honestly, those that say that they know, don't. I really felt strongly to do this program today to settle this issue with you and me and other believers to have our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. And here's something else to give you some hope before the program closes today. To recognize as believers we are not weak, but we have power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, break every chain, 
break every chain. There is power. Come on. You declare it. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power. There is power in the name. In the name of Jesus. We know where it is to break every break every chain. Break every chain. Come on, say to break every break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up. There's an army. It's time to break every chain of bondage. The bondage of sin. The bondage of fear. And not be subject to being blown in the wind by everything that comes down the path. Get right with Christ. Be filled with the power of His Holy Spirit. Listen, this whole Mark of the Beast stuff, I've been listening to it for 50 years. 
At one time, when, when the barcodes came out on boxes of cereal, there were those preachers on the radio and TV saying, this is the mark, or that is. I remember one guy saying, it's a credit card. If you get a credit card, you're taking the mark of the beast. Now the same ministries, you can pay them with a credit card. Let me just be very clear. It's not going to be a super surprise. It's not going to sneak in. It's not, a, it's not going to catch you off guard. You will know that you know that you know, and you won't have to ask anybody else, is this it? Please, get yourself into God's Word. The one thing the pandemic has proven is how fast churches will close their doors, how fast they will run to Facebook for their worship and their news, and how little they'll go to God's word to find out what they should be doing. Listen, I remember people saying that June 6 of 2006 was the beast. And on and on it goes. Don't fall prey. Don't be led by the buffoons of the faith. Be led by those that God has called and ordained and empowered by his Holy Spirit. Receive his Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost in your life and then fear not. I hope that I accomplished my goal today. I may have lost some listeners, that's okay. But some of you may begin to think and going, you know, there's a lot, it's a lot simpler to understand the faith than I ever thought. And it's not left up to you and I to figure it out. Thanks be to God. If you believe in our ministry, would you consider keeping us on the air? Like I said, I don't have an airplane. I'm not buying a boat. I'm not getting big mansions. I have nothing against large ministries where their, their people are paid decently. The Bible says the workman is worth his wage, but not opulently like some. In my case, God has taken care of my needs. And all I'm asking you is to help support the need on radio so we can go to others. If you can, consider a gift to the ministry. And our mailing address is Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248 in Crestview, Florida. And the zip code there is 32536. Make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Once again, the address, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida, 32536. This program has drained me in doing it, but I thank God that I'm given the privilege to share with you and to pray with you and to pray for you. And in doing that, will you do the same and pray for me to keep me going in the days and weeks ahead? This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.